Aloha, I'm Marcia Sortino. Welcome to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. To all our regular listeners, thank you for coming back. To all our new listeners, congratulations. You just discovered one of the most powerful talk radio shows there is. As we get ready for this class, I suggest you find something to take notes with. Every show is packed with all sorts of inspiring, insightful ideas, ahas, and breakthroughs. While you find some paper and a pen, I wonder, how many people do you know are paid to learn, then paid to teach what they learn? I'll put that another way. I'm both a student and a teacher of Pay Me What I'm Worth. By the time I complete my class as a student, the money I'm paid to teach Pay Me What I'm Worth will cover what I paid Seoul University, and then some. At the end of our class, I'll tell you how to become a paid student and teacher for this life-changing journey. It's time to meet my class. We decided to be collectively known as Team Seekers. Here they are. This is Cindy Ashwine from Slingerland, New York. Thank you for joining us on our radio show. I hope that you will be inspired by what you hear today. Cal Davis, Lewiston, Maine. Hey, everybody. Green Mays, and I am from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. This is David H. Paul from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Hello, Chris Peters, and I'm from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Aloha. This is Rick Rodriguez from the Big Island of Hawaii. Aloha. Cheryl here, coming to you from the Big Island of Hawaii, where we have lots of beautiful waterfalls, rainbows, and a live volcano. Hello, everybody. This is Agnes Talley in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're the home of the dogwood tree with its beautiful white flowers in the spring of the year. And finally, aloha. Sol here, author of Pay Me What I'm Worth and Marsha's co-pilot on this journey. I hope we've given you enough time to grab a pad of paper and a pen to take notes. Our class starts now. I asked Marcia to reflect on two questions. I invite you all to reflect on these same questions. And I asked Marcia to think about this first question as a student of Pay Me What I'm Worth. Knowing what you know now, Marcia, how would your next journey through Pay Me What I'm Worth be the same or different? Knowing what I know now, the next journey would be completely different, I believe. I would have done more diving into myself. Not that I'm not diving into myself, but I would have done it sooner, knowing what I know now. And I would have integrated in such a way where I am actually attracting all those people that I'm looking to attract. Where are they? (laughs) What I'm wondering. (laughs) I want to find them, yet at the same time, I'm not sure really how to go about finding all these wonderful people that love personal development and love to explore themselves. So if I'm hearing you correctly, as a student, on your next journey through Pay Me What I'm Worth, when that day arrives, you're going to dive deeper, Mm -hmm. and it sounds like you're going to be more 
vocal or you're going to be sharing your journey more visibly, vocally, so that people are aware of what you're doing. Is that accurate? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Now, you've also had the gift of diving into the role of team captain right in the middle of it all. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And you're pulling another team together. How is that journey going to integrate what you've learned as both a student and a team captain? Oh, wow. I think it's going to be pretty amazing because as I am the team captain, I've noticed that my growth is even more exponential because I'm getting all the perspectives of my students and everything in my life seems more open as far as what I'm understanding through Pay Me What I'm Worth. I just love the idea that it is without judgment, it is without shame and guilt. For me, it's been amazing the depth of this journey that I am exploring because from my students and being that I'm a team captain, it's from my students that I am learning so much more about myself because of the perspectives that they share with me. And then I get to see my ahas, my growth, and that's been very amazing to me. I never experienced any type of growth like this where, wow, just teaching the class and having my students share their journey and their perspectives has opened up my world. My growth has been exponential from that. So let's apply Chapter 7, Pricing the Priceless. What will it cost you to ignore what you've learned? Oh, my goodness. I will pay deeply for that. Good grief, time is not going to stand still for me. So I feel that the cost will be deep if I don't share my journey with others. If I just stand still waiting for others to come to me right now, I think that's really going to cost me because I want to keep going. I want to keep going in my journey. I don't want to stop. (laughs) So if I'm hearing you correctly, the cost of not integrating what you've learned is you're going to be on a treadmill that never ends. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen of Team Seekers. I started out with Marsha's perspectives because – As students on this journey, it's beginning to be integration time. Next week, we'll have more integration time. And for the rest of tonight's class, ponder from a cost perspective, from a timelessness perspective. Now that you know what you know based on the experiences in this journey, and I realize this may sound like I'm fishing for compliments. I'm not fishing for compliments. What I'm fishing for is I want to learn from you what stuck, what sticks, what got in, what have you begun to integrate into your daily life? What are those things that still seem a little bit out there, a little bit like I'm not quite sure about? Because as we get into the next three months of our time together, 
we can begin to knit some of the answers into those questions, if that makes any sense. So with that thought in mind, Marsha, who would you like to toss the ball to with that question, knowing what you now know based on your journey, how is your journey going to be different going forward? Who's next? I think I will toss that question right now to Chris. Me, really, already? <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know where to start right now. I think that had I not had this opportunity to learn and grow, I don't think I would be as determined in what I'm trying to achieve. That's more than financial, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically. It's given me a, a really, really new perspective on everything. I just appreciate things more than I did before. And I'm able to handle tribulation a lot differently with a lot more calmness. It caused me to meet some really great people, to be of service to people and to enjoy giving to other people to be more aware of myself and how I affect others when I'm in a negative state of mind or things like that. So it's woken me up a lot. And how would I be paying the price if I had not taken this journey? Well, I'd be missing out on a lot of things to help me with my business and my own life, my personal life. And I don't know if my goals would be as important to me without paying me what I'm worth. Chris, if I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds like you're living life with a lot less stress. I'm working on it. Yep. I am. I'm going to throw the ball to Rick and Cheryl. I believe the question was, how will I go forward with the information I've learned from this journey? And how mm-hmm. will my journey be different? Yep. Or we could look at it as what's changed and what stays the same. I believe one thing that's changed is I've identified the chaos committee and been able to somehow shut it up. I think. (laughs) Yeah. That was one of my main things. It would like sneak up on me at night sort of, and I'd get up in the morning and it'd be all in there rattling around. So now that I know, if it's rattling around and I get up in the morning, I just shut it up. I believe that came with being more self-aware and being less stressed. Another aspect of this is I started to become more aware of other people and not to care as much about what they felt. I know that sounds crazy, but like before, I was more concerned about, well, I said this thing and how will that make that person feel? But I can't have any control over anyone of how they feel on what I say. So it's helped me a lot with that. Cheryl? You were saying as a student, knowing if you were to take it again in your journey, how would it be different? I was thinking that now, if I was to go through it again, I would know more what I was looking for to get more into those aspects of it. I'm a real literal person, so when I go through something, I'll get the topical stuff. But I think the second time through or looking at it again, I would definitely know more where I would want to do some more work on it. 
things that have changed. I noticed one of my big things, other than, like Rick said, the chaos committee, those guys have pretty much, I argue with them once in a while and kick them in the butt <laughs> and get out of here, but they've been staying away pretty good. But one of my other things that I've noticed is changing how I tell stories or what stories I tell. Stop myself right in the middle of a story and I'll think, no, this isn't right. I shouldn't even be telling it. <laughs> it's either the chaos committee trying to push me into stupid stories that I don't need to be talking about or a lot of stuff. So I've noticed myself doing that quite often now. Woohoo! <laughs> I would look at this course without having the analyzer turned on at all. See, when I came in, problem was I didn't really know the difference between the Explorer and the Analyzer. I knew it like book definition-wise, but I didn't actually feel it. So sometimes I mistook what I was feeling as the Explorer, but then I was sitting there analyzing, well, should I do this, shouldn't I do this? And with all the knowledge of how much fun I can have, I could really just jump in and find so many more skills. I could have a lot more fun tearing my closet apart. I could take the exercises to a whole new level and do some more really crazy, just goofy, fun stuff with it without having to analyze so much. Also, funny enough, I would be cognizant and I would tell my team about I statements because I'm making sure all my statements are I statements. That's a huge <laughs> thing that's changed. I used to refer to we, me, you, all the other pronouns, addressing everybody else instead of addressing myself. It's Lastly, more powerful, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. Lastly, and this is interesting, I would really make sure to do the exercises with somebody else. Yeah, I did them all by myself. But I'd like to, next time, pair up with someone on my team or Chris and just do the exercises with someone else to see their perspective like constructing a timeline, call them up and just say like, hey, Skype and let's do a timeline or let's start tearing up the closet or something like that. I think that would actually have a profound experience because I would be doing work and they'd be doing the same and I could see their perspective and see how they're honoring their worth. Oh, and one last thing I thought of. This is in my personal life, though. This is not... I'd stop giving away all my website stuff and all my tech services for free. And funny enough, I got yelled at by a potential team member, Miss Francis. I said, you know, don't worry. We'll figure it. She's like, stop giving everything away for free, Kareem. <laughs> Somebody else once in a while could pay for something. I'm like, whoa. Nice. Yeah. Maybe. Nice. <laughs> Like, what's this weird concept? I'm going to make people pay for my services? Balance? Cream. I'm shocked, I know you. <laughs> shocked. <laughs> nice, Cream. I like to pass the ball to Mr. Davis. Mr. Carl Davis, the mic is yours. There's one thing that I have changed of what I do that I never thought I would ever do, and that's take control of myself. 
I always let people just walk right over me. I let them do that to some degree, but before I would just, whatever you want, no problem, help you out. Therefore, my worth wasn't worth anything. And now that I've joined Pay Me What I'm Worth, I realize that instead of giving away these things, they are worth something, even though I don't think they necessarily are, because I like helping people anyways. But the point is, Paying me what I'm worth has really brought that out of me that I am worth because I never thought I was worth. So. so, Carl, should the day come that you decide to go through this whole thing again, what would change? I would really absorb myself into it. I needed to start reading the book all over again and just start from ground basic. Well, if we reframe this, Carl, can I offer you a different way to look at this? Most certainly. Please do. Have you ever gone into a grocery store and they're giving away free samples? A couple of times, yeah. Have you ever sampled one of the free samples? Like a free piece of cheese or something? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Well, in that moment in time when you sampled that piece of cheese, did you get out the box and research all the ingredients and call up the company and interview with people and really dive into that piece of cheese? Well, absolutely not. <laughs> But it did get you thinking about buying some cheese at some point, right? Yeah, it gave me a new perspective. That's what I've actually picked up from this as well is a totally different perspective. So I haven't not gained anything out of it. I just haven't done everything that I should have done, like the timeline. I don't even know where to begin on that. It's one of those things that I just don't even know where to begin. It's been a long, long... So you taste tested. What's wrong with just taste testing? You're beating yourself up for just taste testing, and you're welcome to do that if you'd like. I'm going to suggest that you don't need to. <laughs> well, that's really the only thing that I didn't do is the timeline. I just said I don't want to face my 30 years of marriages and relationships and financial ups and downs. I wasn't ready for that at this time in my life. Well, one day, just maybe, I don't know why, but as you were saying that, I could sense David H. Paul going, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Do you want to pass it to David H. Paul? Mr. David H. Paul, I can feel your vibes, man. It's all yours. <laughs> wow. Wow. Carl, thank you for bringing your perspective to the table here and just being so real. I appreciate that a lot. In looking back at what I've learned so far, knowing what I know now, that next time, and the next time, and the next time, (laughs) (laughs) that I go through pay me what I'm worth beginning to end, the one thing I am absolutely going to be razor sharp focused most on is how I feel in this present moment in making a choice to feel just so damn good you might have to split me in two. (laughs) Anytime the chaos committee starts and the controller wants to say, don't get too, don't, don't get too carried away now. Oh my God, oh, get, get, get that thing back under control. And oh, don't forget about that ex-wife. Don't forget about all those wrecked relationships. Don't forget about all those jobs you got fired from. Oh, don't forget. 
I'm going to look and smile and say, <laughs> isn't that interesting? Wow. Glad you're still trying to take such good care of me there, Ego. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm going to give you a great big hug. I'm going to give you a great big hug and I'm going to let you know. <laughs> you can go play in the sandbox now, Ego. It's okay, sweetheart. That's all fine. I got it from here. Thank you for protecting me so well all of these years. Now, don't need you anymore. Mm. Have a nice day. <laughs> Doubt, guilt, shame, and worry, that whole thing, I am taking that contract right at the beginning, that contract with myself, that when doubt, guilt, shame, and worry come up, I have two options. I either write the $100 trillion check to NSTF, or I let that shit go. <laughs> let it go, David. Let it go. Now, now, knowing that I'm going to be doing pay me when I'm worth, yeah, I, I see myself doing it for the rest of my life, and, and really for my own, for nobody else's benefit, just because this feels so good. Yeah, I <laughs> you know. Uh, I I had a notion today too that there's still a wobble in there. Well, that doubt kind of creeps up in there sometimes about could this really work? It still pops up every now and then. It's nice to, to be empowered and know moving forward that I'm stepping into more empowerment of myself to be able to observe it rather than behave like it. So I'm going to be taking that with me into all versions. <laughs> so, David, keeping in mind that I'm aware that out of 100% of the people who say that they're going to do this over and over and over again, 74% don't. I'm aware yeah. of the fact that it's something can come up and you might not do pay me what I'm worth again. So just, even though I said that in the past, folks, I need to make it clear what you say now, I know will change going forward. So I want to follow up with David. If you ignore everything you've learned on this journey, bringing Chapter 7's lessons to task, pricing the priceless, what would be, in your mind, the cost, the price of ignoring what you've learned? Oh, wow. The biggest cost, the biggest price to ignoring what I've learned would be denying the universe my gifts. Living an unfulfilled life. Mm. There's a certain misery index that comes to mind with that. Mm. That's more pain than I'm willing to chew on. That's huge. So if I'm hearing you correctly, David, by ignoring your lessons, you're dooming yourself to repeat them. That's correct. I think it would feel like stepping backwards in time and in a place where I, I felt stuck. And I don't want to feel that way anymore. No. <laughs> I'm staying in the present. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's get Cindy's perspective next. Cindy, what do you think? If I had to do it all over again, I like what Kareem said. I'd like to be able to have someone to do the exercises with. If I did this again, I would do it more independently on my own. I would be seeing who else wanted to do it with me. We'd do the exercises together. I would just try and find people. We would just do it more informally together. To help that out, Cindy, should the day come that you want to do that, your Team Seekers back office has 34 weeks of class lessons 
that you can sync up with any other team seeker and you can use the ability to leave comments as you go along with any other team seeker to go through. This applies to the entire team. The back office stays open. You okay. can use that back office to sync up with anybody and do what you want. I have one team now with almost eight years worth of comments. And I absolutely love going back to day one and reading where they were and then taking a trip down memory lane and going, holy buckets. <laughs> Has anybody found that a lesson that they thought they learned or they could ignore, that lessons come back in front of them and probably even more loudly? <laughs> I did. Absolutely. That just makes room for that chaos committee to edge back in there if you leave the things unturned. I've noticed quite often that if I didn't go through it and work it out, then it'll just come back and bite me in the butt. I noticed a lot of things that I thought I had worked out were still like deep in me and I was still acting on these emotions or times when I was hurt. The timeline made me look back on it and find a degree of understanding in myself to where I could go, that's why you think this way. Okay, two stops. Yeah, it made me really understand why I thought a certain way in a lot of instances too, the timeline did. I didn't like it at first. I was grumbling, and Cheryl was all artsy-fartsy with hers, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm more utilitarian. As I got to more understanding, I'm like, hey, it's just a tool to understand myself. That's all it is. And no, I didn't want to go back on the things. I don't really have any regrets, but I didn't want to really look behind either. Because I thought, oh, that's in the past. But many of my behavioralisms and many of my idealisms and all like that have come from my past life experiences. So it helped me sort of clear a lot of those things out for me. We all know what a foundation is, right? A foundation to a house? Yes. Everybody's familiar with the. There's different types yes. of foundations, but your house or your apartment building or every building rests on a foundation, right? Right. Yep. What happens when your foundation isn't solid? You can have a saggy house. <laughs> yeah, it falls. So by having a solid foundation, you have something better to build on. True? True. Yes. I know when I went through this and I looked at all the holes in my foundation, I began to realize, ah, okay, one load of mental laundry just pretty much patched up all that section of holes and one load of getting rid of all this crap in my closet that's been sitting there for nine years that I've never touched for nine years. It's just been sitting there because... I figured at some point in my life, I'm really going to need that, but after close to a decade of those boxes sitting there, not ever touched, maybe it's time to let it go. So chapter one, sorting and searching through stuff, letting it go. My point with all of this, your back office exists as part of what you're paying for. Whether you decide to use it or not is up to you. And if you want to go through this informally with other team members at any time, you can. I just feel like I've always 
got so much going that I don't get around to doing what I want to do and get more focused, things like that, and get to be able to not tell people what I think, but not to be put down so much. Think more about that and try to figure out the difference between the analyzer and the explorer. I don't really know that I know the difference that much. If I could make time, I would like to get more into studying and a couple of people said they'd like to get with other people to go over it between times and that type of thing. Okay. Let me just ask a question now. This is in Chapter 7 on page 133. Let's look at guideline number two, just ask. So I want to know, is asking people for help or for what you can do for them easier? or harder? Are they about the same? It would be easier now. Easier now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Carl? That one really hit home. That's why I let it bounce off. Actually, I have a problem with I'd rather give than receive. I'm always giving and I'm happy giving. My problem, I guess, is I give so much that I don't give myself anything. So. Then when I try to give myself something, it feels so strange to me because I've never done it. So, Carl, are you up for an interesting little exercise? Yes. <laughs> he says with, oh, crap, what have I gotten myself into now? <laughs> it's all right, Carl. You're the one who gets to edit this audio file, so you can edit this all out. I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just too entertaining. I have to keep it in here, you know. <laughs> the it's next time you're things. in front of a mirror, look at yourself and ask, what do I want? I just got over the idea of saying I love you to myself. That was the hardest thing in my life. Now you mm. want me to do this? Really? What mm -hmm. do I want next? What do I want? What do I want? Right now. What do I want? Right now. Make it real. And here's the kicker. Give it to yourself. I wind up giving others before I give myself. <laughs> Look in that mirror and say, I want a glass of water right now. Pour yourself a glass of water and drink it. Start simple, Carl. Will you do that for me? I will do that. I thank you for that. It was a great suggestion. Team Seekers, what am I doing right here? Starting with something that should be pretty easy to do in terms of giving ourselves a gift, a glass of healthy, clean, filtered, pure water is a wonderful gift to give myself. And to acknowledge that, that that's a gift I can give myself that it doesn't have to be a world's rising a frickin' million dollars in a pot of gold. Start with what actually feels comfortable and watch how the comfort zone expands. Very good. What else? What else? I really cannot give to others unless I'm willing to give and receive in myself. What do I possibly have to give to somebody else if I'm so dead set against being a full reflection 
of all the universe has to offer. One thing I really saw with this is a great teacher shows you where to look but doesn't tell you what to see. What you're doing is showing Carl and Agnes where to look to find their worth. Your worth is here. These are the activities you can start to do to find it. But you're not necessarily going over there and like grabbing a glass of water, but it's showing them where to look so they can start mm-hmm. building the worth. That's really what I think we're doing here. You're not necessarily calling me up and saying, Kareem, I know you have a website deal. You need to charge this, this, and this, and here's how you get the client, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you might say something like, you really think you should be giving your services away for free or that you should give more time to your relationships? Oh, okay. That makes sense. So that's, well, that's what I hear going on because it's kind of hard to see. Mahalo, Kareem. Ladies and gentlemen, we started our journey with the focus on one word that starts with the letter B as in boy. What was that word? Balance. 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 It has to be balance. Yeah. Generally speaking, the medical industry tells us that 98.6 is our balance point for our internal temperature, right? Right. Yes. What happens when it's not? We may find ourselves feeling illness. Mm -hmm. We're sick. If I'm out of balance, what do I invite into my life? More people who are out of balance. Chaos. Chaos and not being healthy, you might start getting sick. There's something even more insidious. What is that? Worth decay. We're getting there. (laughs) People who are out of balance, well, because if you're sick, generally healthy people don't want to be hanging out. (laughs) So you'll find more and more sick people. Just as if I don't honor my worth, I'll find a bunch of people that don't. Chris, if I know you love to give and 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 give, and I've known you for 30 years, and I know that anything I come to you and I ask you for, you're going to break your butt to get it to me. You don't know how to say no. You get this high. You get this thing off of giving, 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 giving. Even if it lands you in the hospital, even if you're tempted to commit suicide because you're busy giving everything to everybody and this high that because you can't give more isn't there and I come to you and I want more, what's going to happen to you? Worthlessness. Because you can't give me what I want. What piece of worthless crap are you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Carl? People start coming to you, and instead of asking, they expect when you keep doing that, let people take advantage of you. Do you see the power in asking? Always asking? Yeah. Well, yeah, because anybody has a right to say no. No is a complete sentence. Uh, 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 uh. If I'm talking to Carl, and Carl's got this high that he gets off of giving all the time, and Carl will not let himself say no, 
I'm feeding off of Carl. The insidious nature to all of this is when I'm out of balance, those who are less than, quote, kind or compassionate will take advantage of it. And then it gets worse. True? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I know that from personal relationships. Every time. Every time. It It becomes a feeding frenzy. It's a feeding frenzy, right? I have to set boundaries because if I don't, I know certain people will just, can you do this? Well, can you do this? Can you buy me the farm? Can Can you go over here and do this? Can you build me a house? Can you fix all my computer? No. There has to be a point where I say, no, here's what I do. Here's how much time it will take. I do it. If you want more, come back and we'll just... But... I'm not just going to go <laughs> sell the farm, go do all this work, just so you can ask for more and more and more, because eventually I'll get burned out, and then I won't be such a happy dude. Is it fair to say eventually I might just get to the point that I feel so freaking worthless that I can't oh, yeah. even say no, that I turn this very issue of my inability to set a boundary, I turn that issue against myself? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it becomes a harmful now thing what? rather than virtuous And thing. when people have all these expectations of you, you might get to the point where you, you might not even want to get out of bed in the morning. You'll dread every day. You're like, do I even want to get out of bed and get into a deep depression too? Anybody ever feel that way? Yep. Unfortunately. Yep. Unfortunately, now I do, but yeah. Number two guideline in Chapter 7 is the most powerful two words I know. Just ask. It's the scariest thing to do, and it's the most liberating thing to do all at the same time, isn't it? It is. Yes. It was sure fun to do that. My experience with asking, though, anytime I ask, everyone would always say no, so I got tired of asking, not that I felt like I wasn't worthy of it, but because I was expected to do it myself. No one cared about helping me. They would make excuses that they can't and everything, so I got tired of asking because no one was willing to help me. In Chapter 8... Cindy, we're going to help you ask in a way that's going to inspire people to say yes. Okay. Cheryl, can I pick on you? You certainly can. I'm going to ask you for help two different ways. You tell me which of those two different ways inspires more of a yes from you inside out. Deal? Yes, deal. Okay, option A. I call you up. I tell you, Cheryl, I'm on a mission to drop 25 pounds. Will you help me? Now, don't answer that just yet. That's option A. That's my first question. Cheryl, I call you up, and I tell you that I'm on a mission to lose 25 pounds. Will you help me? That's option A. Here's option B. Cheryl, I call you up and I tell you that I'm on a mission to retire 25 pounds. 
will you call me once a week at your convenience and just ask me how I'm doing for about a 10-minute phone call? Which of those two options feels easier to say yes to? Option B. Why? Because you would know more what you're getting into. You're saying that you'll commit to doing something once a week. You know what you're going to do for 10 minutes that time, and you're keeping it more on a friendly aspect of it instead of option A would seem more like to me, I'm going to get the whip out and you can't eat that apple or you have to eat that (laughs) apple or whatever. The other way, I would be offering more moral support and more support to you, I feel. Very good. We're on track. Which option opens the door to expectation? Which option opens the door to an agreement? A is expectation, expectation B, B is agreement. B is an agreement. <laughs> now that you are aware of the cost of everything, yeah? Or you're more aware that everything comes with a price, right? Right. If I know what that price is up front, that gives me more information on whether or not I want to pay that price, whether it's time, money, respect, love, attention. doesn't matter what the price is. If I know what that price is up front, right, mm-hmm. I can make a more informed decision. True? Yes. From my perspective, what you've opened up in potential and every person here in Team Seekers is already changing the world. That blows my mind. Blows my mind, too. Time to close this class. What did you get out of this show? We truly want to know. Simply post in the comment box at the bottom of this page. After hearing so many people experience so many ahas, I wonder, are you ready to take this class yourself? We start new classes each time we have 12 or more people ready to go. You're listening to Marcia Sortino, Team Seekers, Team Captain. Get in touch to learn how to become one of Pay Me What I'm Worth's paid instructors today. And remember, before you go, Think about who else would enjoy our classes. Post this show on your social networking sites to help more people enjoy some weekly wit and wisdom. Aloha. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.